0: Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 78, and we are going to take a look at women's rights. And women's rights actually comes from the Bible. That may surprise some people, but that is where we get women's rights, and also men's rights, and just rights for mankind. So that may kind of surprise some people, but, you know, do listen to this podcast, give it a chance, so the reason why I wanted to talk about women's rights in regards to where they actually come from is because right now, in our society specifically within the United States, because that's where I'm from, it seems like whenever you bring up women's rights, people automatically assume that you're a crazy liberal nutbag, you're a Democrat, and that you must be a feminist, and that you know you're you you are a little out there, and you are for abortion, and you're for all these things. Women's rights. It can be that, but that's not what it originally is or was, and that's not what it is supposed to be. We know that women have rights just like men have rights. And the reason why we know that is because both men and women were made in the image of Almighty God. And being that we were made in the image of Almighty God, we were created as men and women, male and female, but we are part of mankind. So whenever you hear the term mankind... Women are included in that because we are also human. So it's kind of a combination of it, but we are separated because of our sex. As we talked about in the previous podcast, there are only two sexes on this planet. There's male and female. They are completely separate. So this whole transitioning into something else, that's not what God wants. And here's the thing transgenderism is very much affecting women's rights. And that's very unfortunate because transgenderism and this very tyrannical form of women's rights is not holy. It's not part of God's plan. And anything outside of God's plan is not holy. Like it literally is that simple. And the more we keep it black and white, yes and no, the better off we are. Because I feel like our society is kind of confused as to what sex someone is or what kind of lifestyle they have. First of all, a person's lifestyle belongs to that individual. And that's probably going to surprise people listening to this podcast. But here's the thing. You know, your lifestyle is not my responsibility, just like how my lifestyle is not your responsibility. We have to be responsible for who we are, the decisions that we make and where we're going and what our true desires are. So here's the thing. In regards to women's rights. The true desire of that is for women to be women. That is that is what we are supposed to be. Like if you're a born female, you are supposed to be female. You're supposed to be heterosexual. You are born straight. You're not born gay. And if you're a woman, you are supposed to be sexually attracted to men. But let's say, for example, you're a woman and you're not really so much attracted to men. There's nothing wrong with that per se. You do need to pray about it, though. Because if you're not attracted to the opposite sex, then something is going on either psychologically or there might be a chemical imbalance or a hormonal imbalance. Because it's not natural to be sexually attracted to the same sex. Otherwise, you know, when God created mankind, there would only be men or there would only be women. But in order for the human race to continue to be on this planet, you have to have men and you have to have women. And one man and one woman at some point in time has to get together because that is by design. That is how God made us. So here's the thing. There are some people within Christian churches that think that because women were made second, like after the fact, like after Adam, that that means we're second class. That is not true. Women were made to be a gift to men. So Eve was a treasure to Adam. She was his wife, his partner, his lover, everything to him in that respect. You know, God did not make her a slave. He did not make her subservient. The roles of men and women are completely different. But that doesn't mean that they are not equally important. See, unfortunately, in our churches, I would say like kind of wrath of God churches, and not all churches are like this. I think that is slowly fading away in terms of it being so wrath of god and woman hater um it's just taking some time to get rid of that but you know god did not create women for them to be shamed and blamed for the problems of society oh if it wasn't for stupid eve if she hadn't eaten of that apple we wouldn't have these problems you know that's not necessarily true the devil is very cunning If Eve had said no and just threw the apple on his head, he might have tried, you know, another way to tempt her or to trick her or or something like that. But see, here's the thing. Adam was standing right there when this went down, like when this happened. So it wasn't just the fault of Eve. It was also the fault of Adam because Adam was standing right there with his wife in the garden. All he had to do was tell that snake to shut up you know, maybe cut off his head or something or just fling him out of the garden. But he didn't do that. So Adam was lazy. He was not being a good steward. He was not being a good husband. And he did not protect his wife. So the downfall of, you know, mankind in terms of being kicked out of the garden, it's not just Eve's fault. It's Adam and Eve's fault because they are mankind. And there's that is where equality comes from as well. Because both men and women were made in the image of God. So here's another thing. I know from being raised at Wrath of God Church of Christ and then being Catholic for a time, that women are not always seen um, as being valuable in the church. Like, for example, um, in Church of Christ, women were not allowed to speak or pray in the presence of men, like at worship and at church. Like, women could not lead any songs. We could not lead any prayers. We were not allowed to open our mouth except to, I don't know, talk to people in in the foyer or in the parking lot. Or, if you know, if you go to the bathroom like a giant herd of elephants, then that's where women are supposed to talk. And I think that's very stupid. Like, I can't stand that. Like, whenever I go out with friends or whatever, like, you know, my friends, they don't say, hey, I'm going to the bathroom, join me. We don't do that. That's what children do. That's not what grown women do. So if you're a grown woman and every time a woman wants to go to the bathroom and you have to go with her or, you know, or she has to go with you, you've got a problem. You've got a behavior problem. Like you have created dependency. You're not acting like an adult. So that sounds a little harsh, but it's true. And plus, here's the thing. The more women act like that, like, oh, I'm, you know, hey, would you go with me to the bathroom? It just looks bad in front of men. It, it just makes us look weak and stupid and we're not, we're not weak and stupid. But sometimes women, they behave like that because they just kind of settle for less than God's best. It's like you can't go to the bathroom by yourself. You know what I mean? So here's the thing. In our society in the United States, women get trained to do things from the moment they're born. I've noticed that. That's one reason why I did not like the church I was raised in. One of the biggest reasons is that women, we were not seen as equal to men, but yet we were created by God in his image. But yet we were never allowed, like I said, to preach, teach. You know, I take that back. We were allowed to preach or teach, but only in the presence of little kids, like children or women. We were never allowed to speak in front of men like that. And I just thought, you know, that is so... That is so discriminatory, and it's not biblical. And what I found very interesting is that churches like Wrath of God, Church of Christ, and the Catholic Church, they very much act like Muslims in regards to to, uh, Sharia law. In Sharia law, women can't hardly do anything. They are suppressed, oppressed, and depressed. There's a reason why they're treated like that. It's because they're not seen as equal to men, and they're seen as a problem. And they're seen as, oh, you're the weaker sex, so you have to be dominated. Nowhere in the Bible does it say to do that to your wife, to your daughter, to your girlfriend, to your fiancé, to your friends. You know, just because a woman is a woman, that is no reason to disrespect her, suppress her, oppress her, or, you know, try and cause her to be depressed, which is what some men do, especially some really bad husbands. So what's interesting is that, and I apologize for my voice, I'm still... um. Getting over this cold or whatever, but there was a video I saw, and I don't remember the guy's name, but on my YouTube feed, sometimes random videos pop up. I'm like, Why did this pop up? Well, I tend to watch very I would say positive religious videos, and I don't mean religious and like Bible thumping videos or something like something like that. I just mean like videos that are about our Lord Jesus Christ. And really growing in your faith, right? So normally I watch the Believer's Voice of Victory Network, or I watch Joel Olstein, Joyce Meyer. Um, there's a church out in Colorado. It's a really good one. I really like his his videos. It's Red Rocks Church, and the pastor there is Sean Johnson. He's super hilarious, and he says it like it is. Sometimes he gets serious, but there's a reason why, um, I would say, within his messages. And they're just really good. I always learn something from him. So... I you know I watch all these different types of videos from different churches and things like that, you know, to grow in my faith and, you know, just maybe hear a different perspective. But when I say a different perspective, I don't mean that you watch things that make you question your faith. When you when you desire a different perspective, you need to stay within the realm of what you believe in, because you don't want to plant a bad seed. You know, say, for example, you know, I want to get a, get a different perspective. That doesn't mean that I start researching how to be a wicked. You know what I mean? Because I'm a Christian. So you don't want to put this information in your head, in your brain of how to be pagan, how to be a wicked and how to how to practice a completely false religion that has no place in our society. Like that's very dangerous to research those things. You know what I mean? So you need to be careful about what you what you research, what you read and what you watch and what you hear, because whether we realize it or not, that plants a seed in our brain because our brain memorizes everything. Yeah, you know, just because, you know, you may not be very good at math or engineering or something, you know, you still have a beautiful God given brain that God gave you. So you need to guard and protect it. But anyway, um I was um looking on YouTube and this this video feed popped up of this of this guy. Well he he was an older gentleman. He was dressed in a suit, kinda of like old school um Bible thumping wrath of God preaching preachers, you know, and I don't mind men wearing suits. I think that's great. But I could just tell by the way he talked and dressed that you know this was going to be old school. I was like, well, I'll watch it because I thought maybe there's a possibility he's going to be positive. No, 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 no. This guy, um, he blames the feminist movement for women becoming preachers because he doesn't think women should be pastors or preachers. And he doesn't think they should be preaching or speaking the word of God unless they are only around women. And my mouth just kind of dropped. And this is like a recent sermon. Like this isn't from the 50s or 30s or 40s or something. Like this is a recent, I would say within the last year or so. And this guy has a church. I can't remember the name of it because I was just so taken aback. I don't even remember his name. I remember his voice and what he looked like. But I was just like, wow, this guy has his own church and people are just sitting there listening to this garbage. So here's the thing. Obviously, this guy, he is a wrath of God, Bible thumping. Um, I don't want to say he's necessarily a complete misogynistic pig, but he's very much one of these um, baby boomers. And I'm not against baby boomers, but there are some people that are in the baby boomer generation that they are it's like they're still living in the 1950s where where women are not equal to men and they should not get equal pay and they should be subservient to someone because they have test the, the person they should be uh, subservient to has testicles and they do not. So it's you know, there's just this gender bias and he is practicing and preaching discrimination based on a person's biological sex and their gender. So, and mind you, biological sex and gender are are the same thing. So if you're born female, you are female. If you're male, you are born male. So it's kind of sad that we have to word these things this way these days because of what's happened with transgenderism and the LGBTQ community and how they're just, you know, here's the thing. When you have sexually messed up people um, tooting their horn and making it seem like what they're doing is normal that's why we have so many more people that are, that are sexually confused because you have the sexually confused leading other people astray. That's one big reason why transgenderism is not good and that's why the LGBTQ community is not really for the human race. They are for manipulating and controlling everybody because they can't stand heterosexual people. So it's a form of hate is what it is, what they're doing. And it's not good and so that that right there actually does affect women's rights as well, but it, it affects it negatively, I would say. But anyway, getting back to this preacher guy or whatever. So, this guy, he's obviously a baby boomer, he can't really stand women, but I guarantee you he's married, having sex, and probably thinks his wife should wear an apron with hearts on it and just cook for their kids or whatever and stay in the kitchen. You know, keep her mouth shut kind of thing. But he blames the feminist movement for women becoming preachers and pastors, and he said that the Christian church was the last stronghold that the feminist movement had not taken over or infiltrated yet. And he was really angry about it. I mean he wasn't like cursing about it or anything like that, but he obviously has some hatred towards women and he, he's not really understanding God's holy word. And I'm like, okay, so here this guy is, he's a pastor, he's a preacher. I have no doubt he truly believes in what he is saying and thinking and doing. I have no doubt that he's read the Bible because he's misquoting it. Most of the time, in order to misquote something, you have to at least read a couple sentences, right? And then extract it out and manipulate. And technically, we are never supposed to do that with God's holy word. Technically, that's a form of heresy. It's a form of lying. And it's also what the devil does. Like, you know, what people forget is that the devil also knows Scripture. The devil tried to use Scripture against Jesus when he was trying to tempt him. So how dumb is that? Like, the devil is very stupid, and so and so is his goons. But here's my point. You know, it really matters how we read the Bible and with what kind of lens are we reading the material. You know what I mean? Like, this guy has a very jaded lens. So because he's already jaded, kind of misogynistic, kind of has um, a problem with practicing discrimination based on sex. That's the lens that he is reading the Bible. That's very similar to how some of the Jews treated women, I would say, back in the Old Testament. You know, here's the thing. Just because women have not always been treated that great, even going back to biblical times, that doesn't mean that God was okay with it or for it. Because he was not. Nowhere in the Bible does God say it's okay to mistreat women. It's okay to make them subservient. You have them be a slave. Mistreat them. Tell them they can't open their mouth. It's just the opposite. We worship the God of Abraham. And he is the God of love. Love is where we are supposed to be living every day. And unfortunately our society has misinterpreted love as oh that means you're going to be having sex. And there's going to be heart-shaped candies everywhere, that is not love. Sex is the icing on the cake, you know, within a marriage. And you should be in love with someone if you're having sex with them and making love making love with them, excuse me. But, you know, our society just says, oh, I love that car. I love those shoes. The word is being misused so much that people don't really understand what love is. And so because they don't understand what love is, and they are constantly misusing that word, then they don't really understand the love of our Heavenly Father has towards us. That's the problem. Because if people, especially this pastor or preacher guy, if he actually understood the love of our Heavenly Father, then he would never talk about women like that. And, you know, what's interesting is that considering, you know, the baby boomer generation um, and things that happened in the 1960s and 70s, you would think that this guy would, would understand, considering his age, that a lot of these feminists were reacting to how suppressed women had been for years and how they were treated and mistreated and they were stolen from, especially in their wages. Because back in the day, if you had ovaries, if you did the exact same job as a man, you were paid significantly less because you were born female. That is unbelievable discrimination. So there's a reason why feminists have reacted the way that they have. But here's the thing. The original feminists, they were not for this radical, male bashing, taking over society kind of stuff. I understand where this crazy baby boomer is kind of coming from when he's talking about the feminist movement. And there are some very much tyrannical feminists. But, you know, a woman becoming a pastor or a preacher, that's not because of feminism. Feminists typically don't believe in God. Feminists typically don't respect the church. Feminists, at least the modern day ones, these tyrannical ones, they're for abortion. They're for transgenderism. They're for the LGBTQ community. They side with homosexuals over heterosexuals, even though most feminists are heterosexual, want to get married and want to have wonderful sex with their husbands. Well, here's the thing. You can't be for the gay community and be heterosexual and expect to have a normal marriage and have great sex with your husband when when you are for the homosexual lifestyle, even though you may not participate in it. if you support something that is contrary to what you're doing and what you actually participate in, then it doesn't work like i i don't, I don't understand how men can marry a woman that's for homosexuality like actually sleep with her. Because she's straight, but yet she'll go to a gay pride march and she'll be for abortion. I would think that men would find that very unattractive because, I mean, they're, they're for killing babies. They're for killing children. Like, how could you have sex or fall in love with someone? Because those two things are totally different. Just because someone has sex with you does not mean they are in love with you. But here's the thing. I don't understand how men can have sex with women or be in love with them. When the woman is for abortion and she's for the LGBTQ community, like that's really weird. I think, unfortunately, there are so many men, they know that they kind of have to look the other way if they want to get laid or if they want to get married or if they want kids. Well, I think more straight heterosexual men should stop looking the other way and start calling these women out on the crazy, tyrannical stuff that they're saying and doing. See, because here's the thing, these crazy, tyrannical, extreme feminists, they typically are not Christian. They typically do not believe in God. They typically do not go to church. They typically do not have a positive opinion of anyone that is conservative, Republican, or Christian. They typically tend to be very hateful towards them, which is a big problem. So this preacher guy, his, his hatred or his, uh, well, he does have hatred towards women, but his problem is, is not with just feminists. It's with women. Because women should be preachers. Women should be pastors. Women should be preaching the gospel. They should be sharing the gospel. And, you know, sharing that. They should be sharing that with everyone and trying to help others. You know, our, our responsibility as Christians, whether we are male or female, it's our job to spread the gospel. And if you want more people to get saved and if you want a stronger Christian nation, why would you do anything? Why would you do anything? Excuse me. I'm talking too fast. Why would you do anything to stop or hinder anyone from spreading the love of Jesus Christ and proclaiming the gospel? See, here's the thing. Both men and women were made in the image of God. But God does not discriminate. So he's not saying, oh, only men are qualified to preach. That's not true. You know, women have always been involved in church they've been involved in the jewish temples even going back to judeo-christian times like back in the old testament i guess this preacher has forgotten that there there are female prophets they're in the bible see this is what i'm talking about where someone who's very jaded can read the bible but totally misinterpret it and say oh look you know this is why women or why men have it better than women, and why they are more important than women. And that's not true. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that women can't preach, they can't teach. It doesn't say that. Women do have a different role, for sure. Because, you know, women do have the possibility of of getting pregnant and giving birth and things of that nature. But just because women are the ones that can get pregnant and do give birth, that doesn't mean that they are less qualified to be pastors or preachers. In fact, if anything, it's usually women that have more empathy and more sympathy for people. And they're actually kinder and gentler with people, especially when someone has been given bad news and they need someone to pray for them. Like, for example, I would say in most churches, it's usually women that are the prayer warriors. It's usually not a bunch of men. It's usually a bunch of women. And so what's interesting is that because it's usually a lot of women that are the prayer warriors, you know, these stupid men, unfortunately, they can be stupid. They go, oh, well, that's a female thing to pray. You know, oh, oh, you need help with that? Oh, let the women help with that. You know, they're the ones with estrogen. Both men and women produce estrogen. It's just that women produce more estrogen. So, it's not really, hey, this is a female thing, I'm gonna do the male thing. So I'm just going to push all the female things onto the females because they're the one with the eggs in the basket. They're the ones with the uterus. That's their job, not mine. That's not true. Giving birth is the responsibility of women because that's how our bodies are made. And I'm not saying that if you're a woman, you have to give birth. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that sometimes non, how do I describe this? Non-physically active or non-muscular or non-adventurous things are sometimes seen as weak and effeminate things. And so that's why some men do not think they need to pray and they shouldn't have to pray. And I'm like, have you read the Bible? You need to read about King David and King Solomon. Like, read read all the Psalms. Technically, all of those are prayers that are written by King David. And, you know, King David... He was a man after God's own heart. Well, how can you be a man or a woman after God's own heart if you're not praying, if you're not believing, if you're not taking time out of your day to talk to God and to be in the presence of God? That's not a female thing. That's a Christian thing. That's a holy thing. And here's the thing. Because both men and women were made in the image of God, both men and women have an equal responsibility to be holy pure true and to have prayer and fellowship with God it's not oh that's a female thing because that's spiritual that's talking about your feelings well did you know that men have feelings too even the hateful preacher that I just mentioned he has feelings too obviously somewhere down the line in his past he got his feelings hurt by someone who was probably a female and that's probably another reason why he hates women and doesn't think they should be pastors or preachers but here's the thing You know, women do have a place in this world. And one of the reasons why here in the United States we have so many tyrannical feminists is because they're not Christian. Christian women are not tyrannical and are not hateful. And they're not supposed to act that way. If they're acting that way, they need to have a one-on-one with Jesus, not a one-on-one with you. Unless you're the one that were offended by them or something. But I'm saying that whenever someone is miserable, it's because they do not know the love of Jesus Christ. So, you know, instead of this pastor that's a woman hater, instead of him targeting feminists and targeting women like this and just having a hateful attitude about anyone that produces more estrogen He should, he should turn over that coin, flip the coin to the other side, and what he should have been preaching on is, hey, we do have a problem with liberal, progressive, feminist women in this country. But not all women are feminist, even though they are feminine, not all of them are liberal, not all of them are democrat, and not all of them are progressive. So it's only the ones that are acting funky that are funky, and they are the ones that are missing out on a relationship with Jesus Christ because you know, these women that are so tyrannical, the reason why they are tyrannical is they have placed politics and agendas and these lies from the pit of hell, they have made that their God because that's what they're spending time with and that's what they're thinking about. Whereas if they had the mind of Christ, they would not be feminist, they would not be fascist, They would not be Marxists, they would not be communists, they would not be socialists. They would be kind, loving, bold, very bold Christian women that love the will of God, they seek God, and they walk with Jesus every day of their life. And here's the thing, when you believe in Jesus Christ and you're walking with Jesus, you're not some weak, mild female you're bold. You say, I love Jesus. I want Jesus. He's in my life. He's in my heart. I walk with him every day. Let's do this, Lord. Let's change the world. Let's do great things. Women are not these meek, mild creatures that are that are in these stupid paintings from like the 17 or 1800s. You know, those were predominantly painted by men because that's what they want women to look and act like. If you think all women acted like, you know, what you see in those paintings, you obviously have not read about the French Revolution. So it's one of those things that, you know, human behavior is just that. It's human. If you expect someone to be docile, weak, and just, oh, I guess I can do that. Yes, I I, I believe in Jesus. I do. I do. That is so weak and stupid. Unbelievably weak and stupid. You know, read the Bible and look at all the women that are mentioned in the Bible. Because here's the thing, women are equal to men. They're mentioned in the Bible. But read about the women in the Bible and see how bold and amazing they were. And for their time. You know, some of the women in the Bible, because of their boldness of their faith, they literally risk their lives like they could have been killed. Like, you cannot be a Christian and be weak Be mild, be lukewarm. Guess what? If you are meek, mild, and lukewarm, God's going to spit you out because he didn't create anyone, whether male or female, to be meek, mild, or lukewarm. Because you know what? The world loves people that believe in inclusivism, that don't stand up for themselves, that don't have an opinion, and if they do have an opinion, they're willing to change it just so no one gets their feathers ruffled. Well, you know, people get your feathers ruffled. Get them ruffled. How long are Christians going to sit by and put up with the craziness of this planet and say, oh, you know, women are supposed to all have a size 32 D cup, 24 inch waist, 43 inch booty because, you know, they put this plastic in there like that looks real. Here's the thing. Do you really want to go along with what the world says women should look like? The world is not the master of the human race. The world is not what creates human beings but yet here we have a culture a very eugenics driven culture and a very radical culture that you know for decades it says oh well women aren't pretty unless they've got mascara on or unless they've got a lot of makeup on well now it's like you know i remember in the 80s you know i was 80s baby and i remember women getting breast implants like you wouldn't believe well guess what that trend has changed now, women, especially younger women, I don't know where they're getting the money for this because plastic surgery is not cheap. But, you know, I used to go to a gym and there were so many young women there. You know, their their chests weren't very big. I was kind of surprised by that. But their booties were huge. So all these young women like in their teens and 20s are getting butt implants. They want the J-Lo butt. Hey, why don't you go with what who or how God made you to be? If you're not J-Lo, then you shouldn't be you're striving to have her rear end. Who knows if hers is even real? I mean, a lot of these people in Hollywood and California, they look so messed up and screwed up in real life because they've had so much work done that you don't even know what you're looking at. It's disturbing. I mean, all this Botox, all this suck, tuck, and pluck is what I call it, and I'm not against that stuff. I mean, Botox is awesome, but, you know... If you're, if you're just constantly changing your body all the time, that tells me you don't love who you are. And if you don't love who you are, I guarantee you, you do not have a strong relationship at all with your Lord Jesus Christ. And you do not know that God loves you and created you and you are His masterpiece. Because when you know that you're God's masterpiece, you don't feel the need to change yourself all the time. You can make improvements over time, sure. Everybody wants to do that. But I'm saying, like, you don't do all this weird, funky stuff. And so I remember being in the gym, and I was looking around. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like one of the few women that looks normal in this room. I was like, I haven't had breast implants. I haven't had a chin tuck. I haven't had any Botox. I haven't had a butt lift. I haven't had a tummy tuck. I mean, and here's the thing. The guys I was working out with, these, you know, sometimes men can be really stupid. You know, they would just be, you know, what's it called? Goog- not Googling. What's it called? Like when you kind of go gaga over someone, you're oogling or whatever the word is, where their eyes just follow them like they're in a trance, like the, like the siren song, you know. And I'm, I just look at these guys. I'm like, you do know her butt's fake. That is fake. She's had a lot of work done. They're like, what? I was like, look, I'm in the locker room. Like, you know, you know one day they have no rear end at all. And then like, you know, four weeks later, they've got a badonka donk rear end. Like, hello, like, (laughs) there's no way that chick did enough buns of steel three to get that booty in that amount of time. She has surgical marks on her rear end. I know because I've been in the locker room and it kind of creeped me out because I thought, oh my gosh, has she been a wreck? Because it looked like, it looked like someone had just like, I guess, repeatedly punched her backside. And so it was just where she got these butt implants or whatever. And then there was one girl, it looked like she got calf implants. And what's interesting is that women that are older, they want larger boobs. But these younger women, they want smaller breasts, but a bigger butt. And so these guys, they just fall for all this stuff. I was like, do you know she doesn't really look like that? And they just kind of look at me in shock. I was like... None of that is real. Are you not paying attention? Do you not know how long it takes for plastic surgery to heal? And, like, the odds of her being able to just naturally kind of transition into that is, like, really slim to none. I was like, most of the women in here have had work. I was like, so here's another thing. So, you know, I I kind of brought this up one time with some people. I said, do you realize that if you're having sex with someone that's had a lot of work, you know, they've had a lot of work done to them, You literally have no idea what your kid is actually going to look like because the person you're having sex with doesn't naturally look like that. So if you want to have a real idea of what your kids might look at when you're dating this person or you're getting serious, you need to ask their parents for some baby pictures and what they looked like when they were kids. Because that's where you see the truth. See, here's the thing. You know, it's not... These crazy feminists are the problem. It's miserable people that don't love themselves and don't see themselves the way that God sees them. That's the problem. And I know from working out at like a really fancy gym, th- these women, some of them are so screwed up. Like I was one of the few normal women. And I, I never like pride myself on like being normal. Like that just doesn't come to me. You know? you know what I mean? Like I don't go, oh, I'm normal. They're not. It was kind of shocking to me. And just the, the conversations they would have would always be about their sex life and they shouldn't be having a sex life because they're not married. And so obviously they've had a lot of work done just to attract all these guys that are not really in love with them. Like that's a whole lot of unnecessary misery. And again, I'm not against plastic surgery. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. It's just I think you need to do it for the right reasons. If you're doing it for the reason of, Oh, I'm miserable. I hate my body. Here's the thing. Be happy. Love your body. Because realize that every time you go under the knife, you're taking a risk of dying. Like, surgery is surgery, and I'm not trying to scare anyone, but, you know, some people, I really feel sorry for their body because they're putting it through so much, and for what reason? To cling to something that's not real. Well, that is exactly what these radical feminists are doing. They are clinging to something. They're clinging to an ideology. They're clinging to a false indoctrination that they are trying to perpetuate as being true and good for society when it's not now that part i actually agree with with that crazy preacher but he was preaching it from a from a pulpit of hate not love see here's the thing if you want people to wake up to to whatever they're believing and is not right then you don't attack the person You attack the theology or the incorrect thinking and you say, hey, here's what you're saying and doing. Here's actually what the truth is and how things need to be. And you will have a happier, better life when you give your life to Christ and you realize just how much God loves you. And he does not want you to be a feminist. He does not want you to be tyrannical. But here's the thing. That hateful preacher guy he's not going to convince anyone, especially a feminist, because he's attacking feminists on the on the basis that it's a female problem. Did you know there are crazy feminists that are men? It's weird. I'm like, my goodness, like I don't understand why any man would be feminist unless he's just trying to get laid, but there are some liberal guys. They are all for abortion. They're all for this crazy stuff that the feminist movement agrees with or something. And I'm like, wow, where are the good men that stand up for what's right in this country? I mean, it's just really kind of shocking. So, again, you know, I don't know if there are any preachers listening to this podcast. But if you are a woman hater, you're the one with the problem. Women women are not your problem. It's your cold stony, hateful heart, that is the problem. Because, get this, God loves women just as much as he loves men. And the reason why is because both of us, both men and women, were created in the image of God. And that is where women get their women's rights. We get our rights from God, but those rights are equal to men. So that's also why we have equal rights. That may not make sense to some people that are very much indoctrinated into whatever they've been, you know, whatever they were raised in or whatever they're practicing right now. But here's the thing. You know, let me close with this, or let me close with this, excuse me. My, my voice is cracking a little bit. What is the alternative? If you think that women are less than men, then how are women ever really supposed to be happy if they're constantly being discriminated against? If they're not being paid what they're supposed to be paid, if they're not being treated with dignity and respect, and I'm not saying that you have to kiss their feet, but women are not doormats. We are equal to men. And it comes from God. Like, this is not something that, you know, only came about because of the Constitution of the United States or because of, you know, the equal employment opportunity, you know, stuff from Washington, D.C. Equal rights has been a part of mankind, or at least was supposed to be a part of mankind. From the very beginning because that was God's design. He did make us have separate roles within society because men are not women and women are not men. But here's the thing. You get some funky people in charge that think, oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna base our religion on sex. What sex you are. And that's gonna determine whether or not you are a pastor or a preacher or if you're, or if you are an elder or a deacon. You know, some of the weirdest churches I've been to over the years are the ones that are male dominated and only men are elders and deacons. I think that's wrong. Or only men are pastors and preachers. And if women are allowed to open their mouth, it's only around other women. Well, what about women like me where I don't like being around only women? I I, I don't enjoy it like it feels like a sorority house. I like to have mixed company, like I like to meet other people and from different walks of life and different stages of life. But if all you ever do is isolate someone based on their their biology, that's that's a pretty bold statement of having hate and discrimination towards them. And that's not right. And here's the biggest thing. It's unbiblical. You're not supposed to discriminate against someone based on their sex. Now, you can make a judgment call about someone's personality or their character. We're supposed to do that as Christians. And, and if you're smart, you will do that. You will make judgment calls. Hey, should I be around these people? Should I work for these people? Should I walk away? Should I date this person? Should I leave my spouse because they're beating me? You know, like There, there are very much many situations where it is very appropriate to make a judgment call because you are judging the individual, but you're not judging them to heaven or hell. Excuse me, so needs to say women do have rights, but it's not this crazy tyrannical feminist Marxist movement rights. The rights that we have are good, holy, and true, and they are from our Heavenly Father. So if there you know, if there are women and I know there are women that act like this, but if there are women that are acting crazy, feminist, Marxist, all that stuff, they're not acting holy. Because they have placed politics above God. So they have done everything they can to make something that they think they have control over. They want that to be their God. And that's paganism. And so that's why they're unhappy. Because they may not realize that they are practicing something that was never meant to be worshipped. I mean, you can have thoughts and opinions and desires all day and all night. But that doesn't mean that you worship them and you... And that you just kind of throw God out the window because He's supposedly not giving you everything and anything that you want. See so here's the thing if you want more money, if you want to be paid the same as a man, pray about it. Don't cause a political rally, march on DC. You know, these women they are stupidly going to government as their God and expecting results when government is not our God. Only Our God is our God. See, this is why feminists are typically socialists, because they don't think God can help them, and they very rarely believe in God. So that's why they go to government with their problems, and that's why they typically enable the government to take over more and more, I would say, industries and laws and regulations within our society, within the United States, because they think that government actually cares about them. Let me tell you something, the government does not, because that is not its job. You want something, you go to God about it, and then he'll let you know what to do. You know, I don't understand these feminists when they think that government has all the answers, where I'm like, okay, have you seen that the government can't even take care of our veterans? I mean, just look at the VA hospital. Also, look at Social Security. Look how many elderly people are not getting their Social Security checks, and they're not getting the health care that they were promised for Medicare or Medicaid or whatever. Look at how many people are denied disability, and yet they, they need those disability checks. See, that, that is a problem with big government. Big government makes all these promises, oh, we're going to take care of you, and then they don't do it. Why? Well, the government is not God. See, here's the thing. We don't report to the government. The government reports to us. So here's the thing. We have control over our government. But if you think government controls everything else, then you will always have to beg the government to do what you want and what you need. Well, let me tell you something. We as believers in Christ Jesus are not beggars. We are victors because we have the victory in Christ Jesus. But if you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, then you're not going to know the power that you have in that name because Jesus loves you. Here's the thing. If you don't know how powerful Jesus' name is, then, then you're never going to go to him. You're never going to give him a chance to fight for you and to defend you. This is why these feminists are so miserable and so tyrannical. It's because they have made government their god. Well, does it help to um, discriminate against them and say, oh, well, the problem is these women. It's because of their sex. No, it's because of their ideology. It's because of what they believe in. And here's the thing. These feminists, they're not going to like these Bible-thumping, brow-beating, baby-boomer, misogynistic pig preachers that think that, oh, it's because of these women that we have these problems. No. Get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is not someone's gender. It's whatever they are believing in that is contrary to God's holy word. So that preacher, he totally missed it, and it's very unfortunate because he had a golden opportunity to reach out to basically, you know, all women and say, hey, God loves you. He doesn't want you to be a feminist. He wants you to just be you because he loves you. And if you have a problem, go to him, not the government. That's what he should have said, but he didn't do it because that preacher has hatred in his heart. He has a stone stone cold heart that's what he has and here's the thing you know you can't have a stone cold heart and have love at the same time it just doesn't work that way and he is very much a good example of what not to do and what not to say but i will go ahead and in this podcast but as usual until next time i pray that you're happy healthy and whole that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week thank you so much god bless and bye bye
1: world go down.